This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Mark Sidneris, we are back live. Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia. John Marks, Jan Janssen in for Ike Reese today. And, yeah, man. Uh, and uh, next Thursday, $1 crab fries at all locations for crab fries for heroes to benefit families of fallen police officers with Philly FOP Lodge 5. So that's next Thursday at all Chickies and Pete's locations. Uh, the Twitter questions today sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. If you're getting engaged, the place to go. And the best selection of diamond engagement rings is the only local jeweler with over 2,000 five-star Google reviews. That's Mark's hyphen jewelers. Dot com. So Jan Janssen hmm. uh, and Jack, uh, you know, like the when we first ha- heard Harden was like Harden opted in and he, he demands to be traded. Like, I think the immediate reaction was like, oh, so they're just going to trade him. Well, yeah, they might trade him or they might not trade him. I would say the likelihood right now is he's not getting traded. Would you agree? I would agree because it certainly appears that a lot of those noises that certain teams were interested were a total fabrication. Or at least their level of interest was far less than was uh, initially said. So I'm sure the Clippers would trade role players for James Harden. I believe that. I believe the Sixers aren't trading James Harden for role players. Daryl Morey will hang on to him and try to get more later. Right. Jack, do you think there's a better chance Harden starts the season with the Sixers than not? Yes, 100%. So with, but there are still some other things. So like the, Clippers, the Clippers is one thing. Mm-hmm. But now Zach Levine is, is another. The uh, very talented... Chicago Combo guard, Bull, yeah, yeah. Co- Chicago Bull. That, um, you know, as far as talent, yeah, like it, if you could get Zach Levine for James Harden, you would want that because at least hmm. it's a talented player. It doesn't mean it's going to make it better, the team any better. Yeah, I got to look at his. I don't know his contract situation, Zach Levine. He's a good player, but he's not. The thing is, he's not making a difference. If you're trading, you're just doing it for the purpose of I don't want Harden anymore. Correct. And Zach Levine's better than a bunch of role players who will get you know who will just Correct. aggravate me anyway. That's all. That's the only. That's the only reason you. So if Harden comes to Moore and says, "Listen, you don't trade me. I'm going to be a distraction because I don't want to be here." That's when you make a trade for a Zach Levine, just because you don't want to have to deal with that massive headache. Right. The fat suit. Chicago's not going to want that though. I would agree with you. Right. They, they, they may say, hey, we'll take Harden, but not if Harden shows up and is like, screw this, I, I'm not interested. Or if he's saying, I don't want to go to Chicago, and he's pretty adamant that he doesn't, he doesn't want to go to Chicago. Do you think Harden has told Maury, you guys you know, trade me, but I don't, here's my list of teams? He doesn't I've, have a no trade, but I, much no, like Lillard, you know, oh, I'm going to be a distraction. Oh, Right. No, and, I, I mean, I, I think that 
if a guy like James Harden is saying, I don't want to go there and I'm the GM of that team, I am bringing him in. And, and I said this yesterday. Number one, Carson Wentz, and this is, was reported widely, the Bears were interested. They agreed on compensation, and Carson Wentz didn't want to go to Chicago. Yeah. Without a no-trade clause, by him telling Chicago, yeah, I really don't want to play in Chicago, guess what the Bears said? Okay. Right? Like, do you really want a quarterback that, that like Carson Wentz that's already telling you I will not be happy? He forced his way to, to the Colts. Howie Roseman did an amazing job because he literally had no leverage other than, fine, I won't trade the quarterback right. unless you give me more than what you're saying. So ultimately, that's what Damian Lillard's going to need to do, or that's what the Trailblazers going to need to do. Because if Lillard is saying, I'm not going other places, if you're another team, how are you saying yes? Well, the good thing is here, the Portland Trailblazers, the front office, uh, they have made it very clear yeah, that's nice and all you want to go there, and we'll send you to Miami if we get what we want in return. But if we don't, we're going to do what's in the best interest of the organization. They don't owe him anything. They've given him almost $450 million, yeah. and he's still going to get another 150 or something like that, uh, left in his contract. So they're going to do what's in the best interest of them, regardless of how Damian Lillard feels. And if we're at this point, and here's another thing, too, we're at the point with Damian Lillard far more than, say, Harden, where he said he wanted out. So he's not coming back. He's not playing another game in Portland. So they're going to trade him. I don't know if I agree with that. You think he still plays in Portland? I, I mean, I would I'd bring him back. I would bring him back. I mean, like, the, the reality is that the Heat want him. He wants to go to the Heat. Then the Heat need to give up more. Like, I... Yesterday I asked him, like, well, w- would they be willing to include Bam Adebayo? And it's like, well, no, they want him to pair with him. All right, well, I want him if you want Damian Lillard. <laughs> right. Like, you can't have it both ways. You've got to give me something better than Hero and some draft picks, right? Right. So, I'm like, I'm saying to Damian Lillard, listen, man, I want to trade you, but, like, you've got to either expand your list of teams you want to go to or, like, they've got to give us more, one of the two. How they mu- working. How much of the Windhorst report do you believe about Maxi? That if the whole conver- – if the Sixers None throw in – well, you, no, but, but it would be done already? Yeah. No, because he, he don't want to come here. Like, if he wanted to come here, yeah, that's good compensation. And more. You'd trade hard and probably to get more to do it. Do you believe what he's saying, though? Like, if that time – if all of a sudden – if today, Maury calls over to Portland and says, all right, we'll, we'll include Maxi. that boom, it's done? No, because I know how Lillard feels, but they're would... go, they're going to want more. But yeah, I think you, I think you have the best chance of getting them. Oh God, with then Max. you gotta do it. Well, I think they're trying. Then you have to. Can I have a moment? Yeah. We, and I include myself in this. There's a brutal honesty we have to deal with when it comes to Tyrese Maxey, that with the disclaimer that everyone loves him. It's a tremendous growth we've seen in his game from year to year since he was a rookie. And we don't truly know what the ceiling is. We can speculate what it is. But we overrate him. We overrate him because we like him so much. We, so many believe he's going to be something that he is not. What he, we hope he is, his ultimate ceiling, is still not as high as a player like Damian Lillard. And you combine the fact of the window that this, of opportunity that the Sixers are in right now. Because Joel Embiid, whether you like him or not, he's the centerpiece. Whether he's, he's a go-to guy late in the game or not, he is the main guy. So you have to capitalize on this limited window you have left. So if it, you have to sacrifice Maxi to do it, this is what this is all about, to win a championship. Not to say, well, you know, I want Maxi here when Embiid's not here anymore, and i got to hope he can run a point guard by then, because by then it doesn't matter. The window has passed you by, and you're starting over again and hoping to build guys around Maxi.
This is your window, and there is limited opportunities to do it. If the Windhorst report is, in fact, correct, and what would get a deal done is to include Maxi, you absolutely must do it. Yeah, I think Windhorst is just more or less like, oh, yeah, like if Lillard would come to Philadelphia and the Sixers included Maxi, they would get a deal done. Like, that would be the best. They would probably say, okay, we will do that. Yeah. By the way, Levine is um, – He's under contract 40 next year, 43 the year after, 46 the year after that. <laughs> I am Player out. option for 49 in 26 and 27. Oh my God, he's got three more years? I'm out, too. No, no, thank you. That's not worth it. I'm out. Jackie, you in or out, Levine? Oh, I can't stand Levine, no. <laughs> so you're out, too? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather I'll, just hold on to whatever they have to hold on. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd rather – I mean, honestly, if you hold on to, to, to Toby and Harden, you're clearing – 39 and 35, and I don't know how much over they're over the cap, so how much they'd be able to spend, mm. but at least you'd have some flexibility to be able to do a sign and But I also think like that. that's a mistake. The, the, the belief is run it back. If it doesn't work out, you'll have this cap space. What is the lure to come to the Sixers? Who in sign free agency, th- that's your only hope. Yeah. It's a hope, and that's all you have. Yeah, but, I mean, what are you doing now? Where then? something may be more controllable if you're, you know. In, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that, that you wouldn't do Damian Lillard. I'm yeah. just saying if it's not Lillard, then what, what move are you? Like, I, I don't want Zach Levine. I don't want to just I would say, agree hey, with you. he's better than Harden, so give me that guy. Yeah, and then you're screwed with him for four years. I don't want that. I'd rather have the flexibility. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's at least what you get from Harden in this situation is you get the flexibility. So whatever. Let's go to Rob and Delco. This is uh, not positive Rob and Delco. Rob, go ahead. Rob, hello. Yo, Rob. Hey, listen. Uh, there was a caller a couple couple calls ago and mentioned Scott. Do you think it's silly with the way we're all impressed the season he's having the jump he made? He deserves to be in there every day. I don't know if he's been in there every day. I mean, just for a typical day off. But if it, if it's not that, you know, the managers make a mistake. He's earned the right to be in there every single day. Lefty, the tough lefty. I don't care what it is. He doesn't give away bats. You know what I mean? Even when he gets nope. two strikes on him, from what I see. He battles. No, he's not perfect. Yeah, he's going to strike out. He's going to make it out. Everybody does. But you know, it's not like Schwarber down 0-2. You know what I mean? His at-bats are – he's still in it when it's 0-2, when it's 1-2. So we're all impressed with that. So my point is, do you think it's silly to do what Atlanta does when they recognize and identify – even though he's got a couple of years under control – they, I forget what the thing is. They buy out a year. Or you, buy buy out, you buy out a year of arbitration or two years of arbitration. Yeah, what they, do, you think, they, what do you think it's silly to do something like that and sign him to a friendly, you know, good deal, but a friendly type of deal now just so he gets that guaranteed money, maybe get him a little bit on the cheap or he still think he's got, well, he's got I mean, more to prove? They, I mean, they may try to do it. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to turn into Scott Kingery. But yeah, well, th- but that's the fear, right? I mean, but he's also played in the majors, the, the Kingeries, the Herreras, the you know the yeah, guys Herrera's that they bad. preemptively paid and it, and it backfired both times. It all depends on the price, and frankly, I have no interest in even caring about them buying out. No, the Stotts uh, arbitration years. Dave Dombrowski's, he'll figure it out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Some of our last call, I agree with uh, Rob, though. And this is a knock, maybe not just necessarily on Rob Thompson, but a lot of 
managers and general managers in baseball. Bryson Stott is so young. Why are we typecasting him, typecast him already? Oh, well, you can't face this particular type of pitcher. This particular, he has barely played in Major League Baseball. Let him go through the struggles. Let him get at bats against every style pitcher, righty, lefty, whatever their specialty pitch is, so that way you know for certain over time. I just, I, I, I'm not a fan of the whole, uh, hey, we're facing a lefty, we're facing a, I don't know, a slurve ball pitcher. This guy can't start. Well, I, I think Marsh is, is going to be happier when he's able to stay in there against some of the lefties. But, yeah. So we do have, um, we have some breaking Phillies news here, um, uh, John Johnson. All right. And it's not, it's not good news. Why? Uh, according to Todd Zalecki, Andrew Painter is undergoing testing for right elbow discomfort. Rob Thompson said he could not reveal what the testing is, and he's not sure when the results will be available. So Painter uh, threw a bullpen last weekend. On Monday, the elbow felt stiff. He threw another bullpen on Wednesday, and now on Friday, he's undergoing testing because he has discomfort in the right elbow. This, this has Tommy John written all over it. Yeah. And it's a shame because they tried through rest and rehab from when it happened in spring training. Now, you know. That stinks, man. This is, I mean, it, it, that's a long timetable now. Well, see, he's out all next year. I mean, he probably yeah. would have been anyway last year. But, wow. Just a shame that you, you lost this year. And, you yeah. know, so, like, listen, we'll see. He hasn't, he hasn't been diagnosed with Tommy John yet. It's just not good when. Well, well three Tom, straight days. So two days ago, we wrote the eulogy. Yesterday right. he was back. Today I'm pronouncing the elbow dead. There it is. Listen, Todd knows what he's he's not going to put well, something, something out there. Well, Thompson said it. Yeah. Oh, Thompson this is per Rob Thompson. Yeah. So he yeah. said he's feeling discomfort. He's going under. Uh, they're undergoing testing. So ah. the Phillies have made it official. Yep. Damn, that stinks, man. Yep. I know the chances of him playing this year were slim, you know, dating back to uh, spring training. But wow. Uh. That see, stinks, man. See, I, I, did, I had no expectation other than, well, like, if he's healthy, he'll pitch in August, but I don't even care. Like, you, you had, like, it's I a bonus. I, right, it was a bonus. Yeah. I wanted to see him, but I also, like, if he missed the season, he missed the season. Missing next season sucks. And this is why, like, when you talk about prospects in baseball, and Sixto, Sixto Sanchez was a great pitching prospect. That, you know what? Thank God they got JT. That dude hasn't pitched in, like, three years because yeah. of injury. Yeah. Yeah, when I <laughs> – I used to argue with people about this all the time. And, oh, you got this prospect. You can't let him go. Prospect doesn't always prospect, equal major prospect. league. Prospect. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't mean major league player or starter or star, anything like that. It's a prospect. And it, the known is yeah, most I, of the time I, always better than the unknown. I always love the prospects. Sure, because it's an unknown. You I don't know. know but I, I you have the promise and the excitement. I overvalue them. I do. It also I'm depends where your other. franchise is. Yeah. Um, Jack, how are you holding up back there? One, one half of the, uh, the Dynamic High Hopes podcast. Yeah, by the way, event Tuesday night. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it stinks. But at the same time, he was always a cherry on top this year. You know, the fact that they were going to have a, a 20-year-old in the big leagues for the first time since 1981, like that was always going to be something that it doesn't feel right as a Phillies fan because we've been, had so much heartbreak yeah. with prospects. I don't know. Like, I mean, he, he, it feels like we know where this is trending towards, and that stinks. Um, but at the same time, the, the, the interesting part to me now is what do they do with Nola? Because I think part of their plan here was, all right, we're going to get Painter up, get his feet wet, see if he can handle it, and then we'll see if he let Nola walk. This might make them bring back Nola no matter what. Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to need a starting pitcher, that's for oh, sure. Oh, no. I mean, unless you, unless you think that 
because, I mean, you know, you're not going to talk yourself into Chris Sanchez being a guy that can be in the starting room. I mean, maybe they did it last year at Bailey Falter, and he ended, ended up blowing up in their face, and finally Sanchez has come up, and he's been pretty good. But I um, I mean, you realize how much Nola is going to get paid, right, as a, as a result of Shohei Otani? Because after Otani, it's Nola on the market. He is going to be way, no matter how he pitches the rest of the year, he's going to be overpaid by like $100 million. Um, you know what, though, John? If you do end up signing Nola, at the very least, and, and you know, you got to knock on any piece of wood that you have around here, is that like even this year he hasn't been great. He still gives you six innings on almost every start. So he, he may not be even a two anymore, and we'll see what he looks like the second half here. But at the very least, he's a very competent and capable third starter. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's a matter of what does Wheeler look like. Jack, when's Wheeler's contract up? He has another uh, he year, after, another this year, year after this year, yeah. Yeah, so you also have to be looking past that. Who the hell's your ace? You're right. Because you could have looked at Painter and been like, all right, 22, 23 years old. This is the guy, you know, he's young in age. He's got the stuff to be an ace. Now you don't even know what the hell to expect out of that. Better capitalize now, huh? Man, that is. That, that Would you is, consider moving him to the deadline now? I just don't know. No. I just don't know no. how. I, I don't know how if you're a team, you're giving up a, a prime a prime, prime player for a guy that may be having Tommy John. I, yeah. Wow. I mean, who are we talking about, Jack? I uh, Juan name, Soto. I yeah, I don't want. I don't want Juan Soto. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What now? <laughs> what are you doing? What, 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 are you doing? what am I doing? What, what did Juan Soto do for San Diego? I don't care. He's, he's here. He won a World Series with Kevin Long and all these guys. Right. No, yeah. I know. But like, they, put him in left field. Schwarber at DH. Harper at first. He's got a year and a half left on his deal. You're going to need that money for starting pitching, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. Well, you don't have to pay him. It's a year and a half left on his deal. Yeah, it's a year and a half rental, and then you're going to pay I, him forty million a year if you want to keep him. Do you want five? Yeah, but you're pot committed to keeping him by making the trade. Well, you thought that the Padres were Now, if you tell me Otani, I'll trade Bryce Harper for uh, for Otani. Two one five. Right, exactly. Oh. Uh, well, uh, we're going to redo the uh, Gilio trade. We just trade Harper for Otani. There you go. Yep, that's right. That's right. I forget. Joe made everybody mad last year. He's trading Harper for Juan Soto. Back to him. Mm. Uh, Chris in South Philly. Let's get Chris in here. Chris, it's a uh, what do you got Friday? What do you got? How are you? Oh my God, that painter news is devastating. I that that I was kind of counting on that to to get us through this <laughs> this year. That's unbelievable. Yeah. But what I really wanted to say was, um, you cannot. When Elliot was talking earlier, you cannot compare the uh, the Sixers to the Phillies. It's impossible. The Phillies are a much better run organization. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, you've got 30 teams, and you've got three real teams in each conference, and the fourth is pretty much just like uh, a hope and a prayer, generally a young team, whatever. And also, remember, 20 of the 30 and, teams in the NBA now make tanking. the playoffs. Yeah. Right, right. And, and the rest are tanking, trying to get draft picks. So... Elliot's point is ridiculous about the Sixers, and I, I, I can't look. I like Elliot. I think he's a smart guy. It's just absolutely impossible to say that the Sixers are, and that, with that ownership, mind you, that yeah. doesn't. They're not even really Philly. They're they're now what? They're 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 over the Devils, and they've got and they're and now they're Washington. they're going to Washington. 
So, yeah, it's hard to get behind them. You know, it's, it's actually, for me, as a Philadelphian, it is... We root for our teams because they are Philadelphia. We're critical. We boo because we care. Yeah. I get it. Like we're a That's tough John town. Yep. It, you know, if you if you're if you're demure, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you can't take the heat. But I totally back up what Rio said earlier Uh-oh. and what Kenny said earlier hmm. because that's. I mean. It, it, you hold, you, Chris, you, you, you hold the teams accountable like John Johnson. That's right. And this show, we hold people accountable. That's right. So, you hold them accountable. So with, with Elliot and the Phillies thing, it's a red herring, and it really needs to be ignored because really what he's trying to do is it's actually a good debate whether or not one year and then five lousy years or the Sixers have been very relevant and at least regular season. And, you know, like they've been, they've been a good team in the NBA for six years. What I would say is – Hold on a second. I don't care about the Phillies. Stop trying to compare them to the Phillies. How do you sell this on being a successful organization, this great, this great, this great success over the last six years? Like, come on, give me a break. Right. Nobody thinks that. And you, you, the, the terminology used is all wrong here. If you want to say who's had more success over five years, sure, you could just do the correlation, say who had more wins, who finished on average. If you're going to say organization, it is laughable to even suggest the Sixers are a better, better run organization than the Phillies. And under Matt Klintak, you know what? They were a better run organization <laughs> than the Phillies. But it was also Brian Colangelo with burner accounts, <laughs> right? And then it was Elton Brand, and well, Elton actually on, drafted Tyrese Max. Hold on, man. Klintak got Harper. He got JT. He got uh, Segura. He got are, are we giving Klintak credit for Harper? Wheeler. We're going to go Wheeler. Well, no one's paying Wheeler. He gave him $115 Wheeler, million. Wheeler was a great signing. You're yeah, right. he was. You're right. And they chose Harper over Machado. Now, they, Machado also said, they also said if we don't, we don't. Oh, listen. He was a disaster. I'm just saying some of his, uh, his, his, his picks are heating up, man. Yeah, I mean. Look at all his draft picks. Stott. Boom. I mean, come on. I mean, some are saying. Are we doing Clint Sack Appreciation Day? French Ricky didn't, <laughs> didn't even do what Matt Klintak did. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. You know, if John Middleton was running the Sixers, they would won a championship. No, by now. but you know what? You'd feel like that they were actually. trying I don't to know win. if that's true, though. I mean, like essentially, what Josh Harris did is the same thing Middleton did. He hired Maury, and and Middleton hired Dombrowski. I just think that Middleton made a better bet. But they essentially but, did the same things. Like we thought that that Middleton was way too involved in the Klentak era as well. I actually don't. I don't want to kill having an absentee owner. I don't like it because it allows more to do whatever the hell he wants. I think the 76ers aren't, aren't a train wreck organization. I actually think Josh, Josh Harris has given this team a chance to, to win. The problem is they've made the wrong moves. And part of that is Jeffrey Lurie is very involved to where he's questioning, why are we doing this, why are we doing that? Joshua Harris is like, man, how much money did we make? That's the difference. Right. I mean, there are different – And that's what John Middleton two, does. I'm right. There's all these extremes and the, and the middles in between. You're right. But having an owner who at least questions, hey, why are we doing this? We need to do this. And when need be, throw weight around. John Middleton hired, hired Andy McPhail, and then he hired Matt Clentock, and, and it was a terrible, terrible move. It set the franchise back years. It did. But then when he hired Dombrowski, it made up for it. And I give, I give him a lot of credit. He got rid of Klintak, no problem. And he said, we're not drafting and developing players enough. He knew what was wrong with the team. He didn't act like he didn't know with the team. I don't even know what Joshua Harris thinks. Right? At least you know, that, like, like John Middleton said, I don't care about the luxury tax stuff because nobody out there cares if, if, about me being rich and spending money or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. Like Nobody cares that John Middleton, like, we, we want to win. And he wants to win, too. So That's another part of it. Coming up. Top five of five with Jack. What does he have for us today? That and more 
We're live at Chickies and Pete's in uh, South Philadelphia. And remember, next Thursday, the $1. And that's a good deal. $1 crab fries at all locations. Crab fries for heroes, the benefit of families of fallen police officers with Philly FOP Lodge 5. Back after this, Marks and Reese. Let's talk about hair for a second. Your hair. John Johnson's got a good head of hair right there. I didn't, though. I was balding. I was oh. thinning. That's your natural hairline, John Johnson. You don't even need the head. Better believe it. He's got a good hairline. He's got good hair. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I was uh, like Taz. Taz uh, doesn't have a good Taz hairline. Taz has a great Taz hairline. bald. He shaves his head. Wait, by the way, <laughs> shaving, your head, shaving your head. What? You don't like shaving head? No, I just want to make fun of Taz. Oh. Yeah, like the tell, he looks like Telly Savalas. Uh, it's a clean look. It is. It looks good. He pulls it off. But, like, maybe you want your hair back. Maybe you want John Johnson's hairline. That's what I wanted. I didn't want to be Taz. I wanted my hair back. That's why I called Dr. Glad. I said, listen, I, I'd, be, I'd be fine if I shaved my head. I may look a little scary in the winter. Uh, but, like, I, no, I, I, you're telling me I can get my hair back and I can do it with Dr. Glad. And it's, it's legit. It's real. My barber, I remember the first time I told him I had hair restoration, he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, yeah, I had hair restoration. He's like, what do you mean? I showed him before picture after picture. And he's staring, like, literally, he's like, signatures from my, my hairline, and he can't tell. That's what it is. You get your hair back with Dr. Glad. So if you'd like to call his office and speak to his hair team, you can actually do that at 610-980-4000, 610-980-4000. Or the website, you get all the information you need. It's drglatt.com. D-